Early National Signing Day has officially passed, but what will these top recruits bring to this Utah football team? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We do greatly appreciate it, and we are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Appreciate all of you who have subscribed to the show and all of you that continue to make us your first listen every single day. My name is JT Wichersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. The man joining me sliding around your screen a moment ago is Brian Brown, former host of this podcast. And, Brian, we got a fun show today. We're going to be drafting and breaking down our top players or the guys we're the most excited about from Utah's best-ever recruiting class. It's going to be a lot of fun to talk about it. And in order to determine who gets the first pick in our draft, Brian, I got a quick trivia question for you. Who finished the season leading Utah in rushing yards? Cam Rising. <laughs> well, what? Tavion Thomas. Wow. Still. Tavion Thomas was 687 yards, then Makai, then Jaquind, and then Cam. Cam only had 409. That injury really changed really? the outfit for him on the season. Mm. You see, this is the problem with me not, not checking the statistics. Uh, the, yeah. the, the theme of, of locked on youths for this year for you and I has been Brian to check the stats before the show, <laughs> not during, uh, I would have gotten that one right. But at one point in time, it was cam rising because we discussed yeah. it on the show. So kudos to Tavion Thomas. I think the late season push definitely took that one over. Stanford. Uh, I think if we had to, if we started at this point and replayed the season, that would most obviously end up being JJ. Oh, am am sure. I crazy thinking that? No, not at all. I, I think, okay. I mean, there's a lot of discussion on what's Makai Bernard going to do. I mean, I feel, I'd be surprised if Makai comes back because he's definitely going to be second fiddle to Jaquindon just based on how the season ends. But that's a conversation for another day. Either way, the point of it is you lost, my friend. So I get the first pick <laughs> in this draft. And with that, look, there's so many great players in this class. And that's why we're going to go five five picks each deep talking about these guys. I'm going to start it off with Spencer Fano. I mean, when you talk about a guy who's 6'5", 270, just an unbelievable get for this Utah football team. And I mean, when you add in the extra bonus of Logan coming with him too, it makes this one the clear top choice for me. He's the highest ranked player in this class, according to 24-7 sports at 149. Brian, you and I have both had a chance to call a couple of his games throughout the season and just watch him play on the biggest stage. I mean, this is a guy as good as he is on offense. He's just a team player that he has guys go down the defensive side of the ball. He's willing to step up and rush the passer for the first time this season and gets a sack in the state championship game. That's the kind of player that we're dealing with. Fano, a phenomenal offensive tackle great feet great strength i think he's a guy who could play in the interior early on could have a very similar career path to a brandon daniels to me i think he's just a lights out tackle who's going to be a future all pack 12 member because he just does everything well and i can't even tell you how excited i am that this guy's a you it, it was so i think we saw i want to say about four or five weeks ago we saw utah shuffling some commitments and the, the curiosity behind it was are these players who are moving on to different places because of NIL deals, or is this Utah trying to restructure their class? And I think what they had decided is that they had made up enough ground with Spencer Fauna, who originally was very, uh, very heavily leaning towards both Oregon and BYU. I think Utah felt comfortable enough that they felt like they should go all in, restructure their class, made him kind of the, the crown jewel of it, ended up getting a package deal with brother Logan, 
Um, mm -hmm. We can kind of break them down together. Logan yeah. is the first prospect I ever saw at a seven on seven. Okay. And it was love at first sight, JT. <laughs> he is a guy that I've mm -hmm. seen. I, he was a freshman, a freshman or a sophomore, I remember. Yeah. Um, very first time that I got to talk to him. He's a great young man. Uh, Utah is getting an absolute jam with him. You know, he is coming off an ACL tear. The good news is it's the, it, well, let's, let's cycle through this. It is the same ACL that he tore in high school. Yep. The good news, he's going to have a better repair, a better surgeon, better yep. care over that ACL. Mm -hmm. We'll see how he recovers because two ACLs is always a, a tricky, difficult situation. Uh, but you have to believe that with the, you know, the the, the more experienced surgeons, the, the more talented surgeons, and there are some really incredible ACL surgeons here in the state of Utah. Yeah. Uh, with that happening, that he'll be able to come back and, and regain mm -hmm. his form that made him a four-star out of high school. Spencer, everything you said is true. I think the unique part about him, he brings a lot of attitude. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Like he's got some, uh, the kids call it swag. I was going to say the, swag, actually. Yeah, the message board kids call it swag. Um, the Reddit <laughs> kids call it, call it swag. Uh, the kids in the neighborhood, uh, I, I call it attitude. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, um, confidence. Yeah. I know that's an old man term, but <laughs> he, uh, he, you know, I don't even know what we used to call it back in my day because swag is just the term. He's drip, you know, he's yeah. got some drip to him. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned what he did in the state championship game where he ended up playing defense out of nowhere, hadn't played defense all year. Both ways. Played, the, played both ways the entire second half, didn't come off the field, was exhausted, went to overtime with that, gave yeah. every ounce he had. What was that? Four overtimes, too. Four, oh, my gosh. It, it was an insane game, which yeah. we, we would definitely, you know, divert into that if we could but yeah <laughs> I, I think really what i learned about spencer fauna was was uh and people will hate this uh i have a well we'll, we'll strategize we'll, we'll we'll uh scaffold this in a way so that people won't get so upset a friend of mine played at a rival university okay. he said that every time they were in a special teams meeting the very first phrase that would come up after a touchdown is show me where your heart is Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're on defense, defense just gets scored on very next play is that PAT block. Show me where your heart is. You know, are, are you out there trying to make up for the, the touchdown that just got scored? Spencer Fano showed me who, where his heart is yeah. with his effort in that game. And I think that more than anything is because we can talk about the measurables. We can talk about the explosive film. We can talk about the way that he, you know, he, he floats so yes. effortlessly when he pulls and, and, you know, how he can drive and, and develop movement just one-on-one, yep. -on -one, which that's such a rare skill to have that kind of that, that strength, that power, that explosion to get a guy moving both downhill or side to side uh, pulls well, Great in pass protection, so he's an elite athlete, but also he's got that heart, that dog um, yep. that everybody likes to say. And and I think he's a great candidate for a leadership position on yes. this offensive unit, too. I think that's oh, absolutely wow. true. Um, I also apologize. I feel like we just did an ESPN where we spent all our time on the first overall pick and not, yeah, not giving the time to the other guys. But, Brian, who are you going to take second overall? Uh, I think, well, second overall, is you would think that me being the offensive guru, offensive line guy that I am, I would continue it because the second guy on the board is another really impressive prospect, but I got to stick with my heart, JT. It is Hunter Clegg. Oh, I like it. Hunter Clegg, the edge player out of American Fork, 6'4", 235, and I can tell you he is cut from granite, and, and there is still plenty of room on that frame. The things I love about Hunter Clegg, his motor is not a motor. It is a jet engine, and he mm -hmm. is 
on a heat-seeking mission to destroy any and all things in his way when it comes to getting to the quarterback. Clegg is a phenomenal athlete. He has good bend for yep. as big and as stocky as yeah. he is. The comparison is going to be made to Hunter Dimmick. Picture Hunter Dimmick, but if you added weight evenly distributed and then gave him some flexibility, especially in the hips, that's the part where I think Hunter Clegg really distances him, himself from others uh, at the edge position that we've seen previously. He can bend. He can get around a tackle. He can get low. He can really explode. He can use his strength and his arms to get into guys. He's also committed to the run game. He's done yes. a lot in 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 recent um like the last year to really develop yeah. his ability to drop into coverage and 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 be a multifaceted edge player. I think at Utah, with the evolution of this defense, he'll be able to play on the edge. He'll also be able to play that five technique. Mm-hmm. And we saw Mickey Sunga Taranga do some serious damage against yes. USC from that technique. Right. Not mm-hmm. necessarily on the stat sheet, but what he was able to do and create, I think Hunter Clegg is going to be very similar to that. Yeah, I love the Miggy Sugaturaga point because that was one of the things that kind of caught me off guard in the Pac-12 championship game, and he was so instrumental to so many things Utah did well in that game. So that was a great point by you. And yeah, like you mentioned, with Clegg, a guy who can rush from the interior early on, is able to drop in coverage too. We know that Utah likes to do that too. Just a phenomenal athlete. The one thing, because he is so big, that's what really stands out about him. When you talk about a guy who's 6'4", 235, as you mentioned, he's a guy too that he's really quick off the snap. I mean, when you're that big, you're not supposed to be beating these smaller high school offensive linemen off the snap, and he does it time and time again. And when you're that fast, quarterbacks couldn't get away from him, which is something we saw a lot of times Utah defensive ends struggle with on the season. And I'd look, Caleb Williams did that to everyone. So I'm not trying to put that on those guys. But man, yeah, Clegg is an absolute monster. He's a beast. Got the bend, as you mentioned, to the strength, everything you love in a defensive end. And I think he's going to have a chance to do some things early on in his Utah career, too. Really excited to get this guy up here. And man, like I said, these are those guys, too. Like late in the season, you mentioned the reshuffling recruits, Clegg. Spano, and there's a bunch of other guys we're going to get to in a second. This is what makes this recruiting class so exciting, and we ain't even close to done talking about it in this one. We are going to take a small break, though, at a moment because we got to tell you guys about our friends and the sponsor of this episode in LinkedIn Talent Solutions. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Make sure you guys head over and add your purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn. LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs is a great site for you guys to meet candidates who are ready to get to work today. Hardworking candidates, it's why they're rated the number one job site for small businesses by LinkedIn Jobs in delivering quality hires versus leading competitor. Once again, that's small businesses rating LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering hiring quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. All right, Brian, we got Fano off the board. We also got another guy, as you mentioned, off the board in Hunter Clegg, who's a monster and I, I got to do it. I'm an offensive lineman at heart for you guys who know that I do this. There's a guy on the board who I'm hoping Brian doesn't take for me next, but I'm going to bring up Caleb Lomu. I was just watching a little bit extra of some of his highlights earlier today just to talk about him even more because this is a guy I've already spent a lot of time watching because I just love his tape. He is an absolute monster and a beast out there. His ability to get to the second level. He is an athlete who moves well in space. Something we saw Utah struggle a lot with this year is 
They were mo- Utah was a lot of zone because I think in stretch blocking, they really struggled with reach blocking and getting over. That's something he does really well when you can have a tackle who's capable of getting out on the edge, who in the screen game, another area we saw Utah just be kind of up and down in on the season. He can get out there in space and make things happen. He's got really good feet, another strong guy too. I think between Fano and Lomu, I think these guys coming in together is not a coincidence because I think they're both going to be starting tackles for this team in a couple of years, let's say, and could each also have a chance to play early on in their careers on the inside. Without a doubt, and I think that's the beauty of what Utah's started to recruit at the offensive line position. They're going after guys that, if they don't pan out at the tackle position, are easy to convert to the guard spot. And, and yeah. you look at both Fano and Lomu, uh, 6'5", 270 for Fano. He's probably closer to 280, 290, I think, by the end of the season. You know, he, he is still like, very long, levered, like long yep. arms, like a yeah. condor. You know, I call them knee scratchers. Because you can just Ooh, scratch your yeah, knees while you're standing up. Yeah. yeah, a little little uh little mayochism for you there. No, yeah. he's not <laughs> lacking sand in the pants. Uh Lomu, however, is a little bit light. He is listed at 260. I would not be surprised if he's closer to 250. Yeah. Uh, if you really want a good, accurate description of him, he looks like uh um and a giant when he golfs. Yeah, like, like like how how it would look like if Vikings were just roaming uh, the earth, still golfing all the time. But he's a fluid, fluid athlete. He's extremely explosive, very aggressive, very similar to Fano. Uh, I think Fano is a little bit more um, blockish, like in terms of okay, his yeah, frame. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Whereas Lomu is definitely a much more fluid athlete, and and yeah. by fluid, I mean it. You know, he can. He can squat down on his haunches and, and touch his butt to his ankles or yeah. to his heels, which is a weird descriptor, but that's really what you want with your offensive linemen uh, is you want guys who can really bend and, and, and do things with that bend, right? So you can't, it's not just about being flexible. It's about being explosive on top of it. And I think that's where Lomu really excels. He really does excel, and yeah, it's a phenomenal get for this Utah team. We talked about the offensive linemen. We've stayed in the trenches through three picks. Brian, with your fourth pick, you going outside? Well, I, we don't have a whole lot of offensive linemen left in this class, so I, sure. I am going to. There's one more. I'll, I'll give a shout-out to Roger Alderman, yep. 6'5", 275. Uh, normally, we would rave about him. He was an early commit to the class. Uh, again, same. I think it, of all three of these prospects, he is the most likely to move inside and eventually be a guard. But if you were to look in comparison, I think Alderman – is already a better prospect than a lot of guys that Utah has on the roster. Um, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the O block in terms of who stays and who goes. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to give him a shout out just because I feel like, you know, he deserves some love. He was an early commit yeah. guy. He was a guy that we were kind of talking about like, well, if you don't get Lomu, he's a good yeah. follow-up. Um, but my next pick, I'm going to slide down the, the pole a little bit. Uh, and I'm going to go with C.J. Jacobson from Rocky Mountain in Meridian, Ooh, Idaho. I like it. That was one of my sleepers. Yeah, 6'5", 230-pound tight end from, from Idaho, uh, a legacy commitment. Father played at the University of Utah, has a younger brother that's a safety. So, you know, more Jacobson potential in the pipeline. Who knows? We'll see how he develops. He's currently rated as an 88 by 24-7 sports. I think that's a fair rating mm-hmm. given the competition that he went up against. But Utah fans, you are going to love C.J. Jacobson because he is a tremendous athlete at the tight end position and and you know when we talk about recruits it's it's always about the uh the upside right yeah, we, we want to so use true. 
all the the hyperbole and the superlatives when we describe these guys. Uh, Jacobson, I don't want to compare him to Dalton Kincaid, um, but but that kind of an athlete, that yeah. caliber of an athlete, right? Um, not 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 quite as I don't think he's quite the leaper that Dalton yeah. is, but but you'll see in how he moves and how he plays, there's some similarities to it. Uh, CJ's biggest thing, he's going to have to learn to be a blocker. And he's going to have to put some weight on 6'5", 230, a little undersized, uh, but he's going to be a matchup nightmare in the slot there for for you know opposing teams. And, and he'll have a big transition going from Idaho to playing at the University of Utah. Uh, it, you know, uh, Tao Johnson, another guy who had a little bit of that this year, yeah. but really excelled at it. So I'm not too worried about that. But uh, CJ Jacobson, one of my favorite recruits in this class, and I know that. You know, Utah fans have their eyes on Walker Lions and whatever other tight end prospects might come through the portal. CJ Jacobson is in two to three years going to be the guy that you're going to look at and be like, wow, yeah. what a dude. I like that. And I think, I mean, he's the best tight end in Idaho, as you, as we talked about too. So there's only so many guys who can claim they're the best tight end in the state too. So it's a huge credit to him. And that was a guy I was actually hoping to snag a little bit later because I'm a huge fan of CJ Jacobson's game. And the other thing you got to remember too with these guys, Brian, is you kind of hinted at there is it is so, you talk about the upside and the, and the ceiling and all that thing. It is so rare to do what Clark Phillips did coming in, starting in your first year doing that. Just because you don't see these guys on the field in their first year doesn't mean anything. I remember guys like Quinn and Williams at Alabama. He didn't do anything his first two years in Alabama. He gets on the field in his third year ends up the second overall pick in the nfl draft it takes these guys time to develop and become the players they're going to be they got to develop in the weight room they got to learn the playbook playing at college is a totally different level it takes time that's something important to remember but i do think a lot of these guys are going to have a chance to get on the field early just like my next pick in smith snowden i think smith snowden is a fantastic get for this team for all my picks so far i outside i guess i went out of the state with lomu but you've noticed the theme a lot of these guys are the top players in utah it's great that utah is in the position where the top players have decided to stay at the u when you talk about smith snowden i mean just a guy who he's an undersized corner similar to clark but Man, just his ability to go up and get those balls from some of those bigger receivers than him. That's, I think, why some people are calling him Clark Phillips-like. He's not Clark Phillips in terms of recruiting rankings and those type of things, but I have no doubt that he can be a special kind of player, especially at the University of Utah. There's a reason he is such a highly touted corner. It's because of his ability to shut down guys on the outside. As I mentioned, just those ball skills. He could have been a receiver if he wanted to with the way he comes down with contested catches on the outside. Great hips, great feet, everything you want in the corner, and I think that – as much as it is to put a lot on him, I really do think it's not it's not a coincidence that when we look back on it, Clark Phillips left the day that Smith Snowden came in, Brian. It's not, and and I think Smith even kind of made note of that, right? Yeah. And like that he saw what Clark Phillips did, knew exactly where Clark Phillips was headed, and that that's the role that he wanted to take in the path that he wants mm-hmm. to take. Smith Snowden is, you know, he comes, he's a late, he's a BYU legacy, which I'm sure most Utah fans know. If you don't, Will Snowden, his father runs alpha recruits, does, you know, a lot of work with 1280 on, on the BYU pre and post and, and diehard Cougar fan. But I will say this, the Snowden family to their credit knew what the, they knew what the uh, the assignment was when it came to Smith and his recruiting yep. process. It was get to the best development coach that Smith could find. And and I think the biggest thing that Smith proved his senior year was that the 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 the, the numbers, the athleticism yep. was equal 
in terms of what he could produce on the field because he was an absolute yeah. blanket. Uh, you know, I call him a blizzard because you can't see, you can't do anything when he's covering half the field. And I think he is a perfect fit for this program. He is extremely coachable. He seeks feedback. He, he wants to be pushed. And I think that's a great, great fit. He's not a day one starter. I'm not mm-hmm. going to put that kind of pressure on yep. him. He is definitely not Clark Phillips. Clark Phillips came into yeah, the University not. of Utah program, and people from within the program were saying, or or I should say sources surrounding the program were saying, oh, so that's what a four-star corner looks like. Yeah, uh, Smith is that that caliber of player. He's just not there day one the way that Clark Phillips was, and that's okay. Yeah. Utah's got plenty of depth at the corner position. Absolutely. And you mentioned what Coach Sharif Shaw has done with the cornerbacks room, too. There's not a better place to really develop for if you're a defensive back in the Pac-12 for sure. And even overall, Utah's they're not at DBU levels yet, like some of those teams like the LSU, the Ohio States, the Alabama, Alabamas. But, man, they're working on quite the case, and they might be there in the very new future with what they're doing. The only other thing I'll throw out there with Smith Snowden is we've brought up before, Brian, you and I would call high school games. There would be times I'd be like, I haven't called Smith's name all game. That's because no one throws at him. Like you said, a true blanket on the outside really holding it down and just an unbelievable player and a great get for this Utah team. And once again, really high recruit in state. We're going to come back in a moment and wrap this one up talking about our final two picks each. But first I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Ben online. Ben online is your number one source for sports betting info stats, news and analysis this season. Get the latest odds trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college football bowl season, which is well underway now with a couple bowls we had this past weekend and a couple more coming up this current weekend. Also got to look to college basketball, NBA, the world, World Cup may have just wrapped up, but there are a ton of great sporting events for you guys to get in at on the action at Bet Online. Live the live out your love of sports podcasts. You can even find those at Bet Online too. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix in, guys. It's super easy to to log on to Bet Online and cash in on some of these odds. So make sure you guys head over to their website and do it today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, want to talk to you guys about our friends at and the sponsor of this episode in UCCU. UCCU is offering a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Plus, you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate. Guys, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but interest rates and inflation, they're both on the rise as if we hadn't noticed. That's why UCCU is here to help. You can use this current rise in rates to your advantage. For a limited time, UCCU is offering that 15-month savings ticket with the incredibly high APY of 4.00%, and they have a variety of terms and options to match your specific needs. So make sure you guys cash in on this incredible opportunity for people who want to build up your savings. With a UCCU savings account, you simply make one deposit, then let your money grow and grow and grow with a fixed rate of return that's much higher than a standard savings account. Visit uccu.com to learn more or to get a savings certificate today. UCCU, love where you bank. And Brian, it's been the theme of this episode. You got to love this recruiting class that Utah's been able to bring in. And so many talented guys, even, even as we wind down on the board a little bit, that it's getting harder to p- pick these guys. But I just took Smith Snowden for my third pick. Brian, coming in, who are you going to take for your third? We'll stay with the cornerback position, and I'll go with C.J. Blocker, the corner nice. out of New Caney, Texas. Uh, at one point in time, decommitted from the University of Utah, was yeah. kind of in the tea leaves that maybe he was exploring some opportunities, uh, but found his way back to the University of Utah. Now, one thing that I love to, uh, you know, we can talk about recruits and, and their strengths and everything like that. One thing yeah. that I like to point out with some recruits is, is the offer list. So the offer list for C.J. Blocker, Utah, Boston College, Kentucky, not bad, right? Okay. USC, mm-hmm. Alabama, mm-hmm. Florida State, mm-hmm. 
Incarnate Word. <laughs> uh, Missouri, Michigan State, Nebraska, Oklahoma, uh, Sam Houston, SMU, TCU, Tulane, Tulsa, Utah State, Washington State. So you can see yeah. just how talented. And then there's others that I've left off that list. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I joke about in, Incarnate Word, but you know. Uh, he is a prospect that that is highly rated four star legitimate um again out of texas so you know another strong pull by uh morgan scally sharif shaw from texas he's an explosive athlete he's he's six foot 165 you're going to see him make a presence at the university of utah at some point in time uh 93 rating on 24 7 sports a point nine zero five nine composite again good enough to be a four-star he's the 17th ranked corner in texas uh, overall in texas yeah the 33rd ranked pro- prospect overall in the state and the 176th ranked nationally just yeah i mean just another huge get for this utah team and a guy on the outside too who may not be a day one starter to your point again probably won't be but it's another guy that's gonna have a chance to sit in develop and even in his first year could still have a chance to get on the field and do some things and even if he doesn't as we talked about again that's okay because long-term upside ceiling, that's the theme of all these guys and these recruits. And it's why this Utah staff is so excited to bring in a guy like CJ, who to your point, decommitted, then came back, shows he wants to be a part of something special. And he sees that in Utah. Speaking of guys who want to be a part of something special, I'm going to keep it going with Michael Mitchell, six foot one ninety-five, out of Florida. You go, you were mentioning Texas, one of the hotbeds of recruiting overall Florida, the same way. So much talent in the state of Florida. We know from guys like Zach Moss, Tyler Huntley too, what they were able to do for this team. And I think Michael Mitchell is another guy who, once again, not necessarily a year one guy. This could be Jaquindon Jackson's year coming up. Jalen Glover is also going to be there. But I think long-term, Michael Mitchell's a guy, a tough-minded back, very physical, strong, sturdy. I think he's going to be tough to bring down inside the tackles. I think he could be the future back for this team. They bring in in short yardage situations too. And I'm not trying to make it sound like the dude slow either. Ran a 4-5 speed so he can get it done on the outside too. I really think that this guy's going to be special. And I think he's going to factor into Utah's backfield rotation in the next couple of years because just the kind of guy with the ball in his hands. He's making plays and he's running over dudes. He is, and he's a bigger prospect, like you mentioned, six foot, two hundred pounds. Utah transitioning a little bit more towards the inside zone in the run game. He's a great fit like that. I think one thing that I really like about it when I watch him, you mentioned that he runs dudes over. He also knows where the cutback lane is, and uh, his highlights are actually really fun to yeah. watch because <laughs> uh, he uh, he has a little bit of a Matt Asiata mentality where he oh, goes yeah. head hunting uh, for corners and safeties and, and guys of that nature. He's not afraid of contact. I uh, love his running style. I think he is a, a perfect downhill runner, and, and if you can get a good change of pace back like a Jalen Glover, and, and I shouldn't call Jalen a, a – change of pace but a match back with him he just adds to that rotation and utah really is a much better football team when they have three or four good running backs in the fold you know you want one guy who can really develop a rhythm and then you want to mix others in i think you saw that against uh usc in the championship game starting with makai bernard and then adding jaquindon jackson yeah it was really really hard for that usc defense to defend and uh, Mitchell is a great prospect. Uh, you know, three star probably should be a little bit higher rated. Uh, Florida guy, so you just you know the caliber of athlete that he is. But that, a very good early pickup, I think, from Utah. I'm trying to. Well, yeah. See, he committed all the way back in June. That was yeah, crazy. 
Yep, another guy that that's going to factor in this talented class and what makes them so highly touted, Brian. And you got the fourth pick with a lot of still with you got the excuse me your fourth pick with a lot of talent still on the board. There is a ton of talent. Uh, it, it's hard. I want to go running back here as well because there's a yeah. really talented running back on the board. Uh, but for the sake of the program, JT, I'm going to go with Owen Chambliss. Six foot two linebacker out of Centennial High School in Corona, California. Uh, a very early commit to the University of Utah again, June 20th. A kind of forgotten guy in this class, um, mostly because he's a little bit more of a developmental player. Chambliss mm-hmm. coming in as a linebacker again, 6'2, 205. Uh, you know, I think this is Utah is doing something very unique with, with Chambliss. I think he is a definite developmental player so he is not going to be an instant impact guy but what you will see out of him is you're going to see a guy who can stay in the program for a couple of years and then show out kind of like uh well kind of like Devin Lloyd and I don't want to compare him playing style to Devin Lloyd but but that's kind of what you're going to be looking for with Shambliss yeah Another strong guy, and I appreciate that you left my this next guy for me on the board. My fifth and final pick for me, I'm going to go with Dijon. Dijon, I think he Stanley. He's just a phenomenal player. I mean, when you talk about a guy who was named LA Times Player of the Year, just electric with the ball in his hands. And I think the things he's going to be able to come in and do for this team post an impressive 2,756 yards in his senior season, as well as 33 touchdowns. A guy listed as an athlete by 24/7 Sports. Just getting the ball in his hands. I think another explosive guy. I think there's so many different things that Andy Lugswig is going to do with him long term. I cannot wait to see Stanley come in, develop with this program, and grow into a weapon for this team. No matter where he lines up at, I think he's going to be able to do a lot of things. And I'm excited to see what he's able to do at Utah, Brian. You and me both. And Dijon Stanley is any other year, he would be a crown jewel in this class. Again, yeah. four-star composite. He's only an 89 via the 24-7 uh, sports rating. I think that's still going to go up, uh, especially as they start to refine and, and, and go through things. Important to note, 25th overall ranked athlete in California. Uh, uh, 25th ranked athlete. Overall, the 29th ranked player in California. So he's a top 30 player. That's really solid. California. Mm -hmm. Yep. And also, just like you said, he's a great athlete. And and I don't know what position he plays specifically, uh, but at 6'1", 175, with the way that he moves and the way that he runs, I think you can do a lot of different things with him. So a really good get by the staff. Uh, Again, a guy that's going to need to come in and do some work to develop. But the raw materials, I think, if I'm – if I'm talking about something overall with this class, it is that the raw materials, the athleticism, the length, uh, the measurables are all so much higher than what we're used to with previous Utah classes. Yeah, and you mentioned, too, the guy who's just such a great athlete, can easily play on the defensive side of the ball, too, and get after dudes. It's going to be exciting to see what he is able to do with this Utah football program. All right, Brian, last pick. And once again, just as I told you last time, still a lot of talented players on the board, so who are you going with? There are, and and there is uh, a very deep class that we could discuss in terms of guys who have a lot of potential. Maybe some some lower name guys like Jonah Leia, <clears throat> uh, who is a basketball player from Bishop Gorman, moved yep. over to football, uh, has elite measurables, has not really put on the tape to, to be, you know, an elite explosive player. But at six four two thirty, I think he's actually closer to six five. You can see why the University of Utah is taking a long-term projection with him. You do not want to fill your entire class 
with four-star talent that's all trying to see the field immediately. Mm-hmm. And so if you can sell him on a vision of, hey, come here, develop for two years, get some strength on you, we will turn you into the next Mickey Sungataranga. And Mickey's going to come back next year. He's going to be a household name. You know, every, All those scouts are going to love him, blah, 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 <laughs> because he took that same route. Yep. That being said, my final pick, Levani Damuni. Oh, there we go. The linebacker prospect, for, transfer prospect from Stanford. I think uh, when I watched that game, he was everywhere for Stanford. Yes. And, and it was one of those things where it's just like this guy is big. He moves well. He plays smart. I love his game. And I think that if you see what Utah did with Gabe Reed this year, get excited for what they can do with Levani Damuni coming in yeah. next year. And and I know that that linebacking core has a lot of prospects. You're going to see more of uh, Justin Medlock. Obviously, Lander Barton's going to be there. But what Utah's done ex- extremely well is they've found versatile players, and, and they're going to plug those versatile players into different roles. You saw Gabe Reed play some middle linebacker against USC in the championship game. I think that Utah wants to find more smart athletic players that they can mix in into that game and i think they have confidence with their interior now to where they can do a lot more three front than they have in years past the mooney can play on the edge he can be a, a middle you can use lander barton as more of a force player on the edge as well uh with his size his strength he's going to have another year to develop that 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 mass um that'll just help lander Mm-hmm. So I think Damuni is a guy who, even though he comes in for just a year, I believe is is all he has left. I think he could be a really explosive player. I 100% agree. And I mean, usually at this point is where we go, okay, who won this draft? Was it me or Brian? The truth is we both won this draft because our rosters are loaded. And even though we might have not talked about the guy, you'd be like, hey, they should have mentioned him. That's just how good this class was. There's so many guys. There's so many other guys that we could have swapped in at the different places. So it is an unbelievable position this Utah football program is in, Brian. And I think just to close this one out, that's the biggest takeaway is this class is so talented that we're going through these guys. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's like even how do I even do an honorable mention? Because it's like there's so many honorable mentions I would be leaving off even at this point because there are so many guys out here. And that's what makes it hard is when you're only trying to draft the five you're most excited about. Because honestly, I'm excited about all these guys. And I think they're all going to have a chance to come in and do something really cool. When you talk about these three and four star guys that they earn these rankings for a reason. They're coming to a program like Utah because they want an opportunity to grow, develop, and they know they can win too. And they know what this program is about. They're ready to buy in. And once again, it's just unbelievable that this program is in this position because with all that almost happened a couple weeks ago, Ever since the Pac-12 championship game, it's absolutely wild, Brian, and I am loving every moment of it, just like I love watching all these guys sign officially to absolutely become Utes this Monday being yesterday. Yeah, it's exciting times, and and listen, you know, we talk about all these guys glowingly. I want to go through the 2021 class with you real quick just before yeah. we wrap things up. The top prospect in that class, Ethan Calvert, never yeah. really penned out the University of Utah, ended up in the transfer portal. Peter Costelli, quarterback prospect, never played it down for the University of Utah. I believe he's now at Troy. Mason Tufanga recently entered the transfer portal, did not see him a ton at the University of Utah. Ricky Parks, have not seen him a ton either. Same with Isaac Vaha. Those are the top five guys. Yeah. Now, here's the cream of the crop, because like we said, we talked about all these good dudes. Makai Cope starting to emerge as a great yes. wide receiver prospect for the University of Utah. Uh, the seventh-ranked or eighth-ranked player in this class, little-known freshman out of uh, Fayetteville, Georgia, um, uh, Cole Bishop. Has he done anything, JT? Has he been okay? Yeah. 
I mean, apparently, according to the people who vote on the All Pac-12 teams, not. But I mean, for yeah. us, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that at another time, you know. But again, a guy that was ranked nationally 669. I bet there's a lot more yeah. programs that would go after Cole Bishop today if they could. Uh, Jonah Ellis didn't Ooh. even have a national ranking. His overall rating was 85. Uh, I don't think that any University of Utah fan would trade Jonah Ellis at this point in time. Yes. Michael Mokofisi, another one. And a really uh, very intriguing late ad in, in my in my mind, uh, Bryson Reeves, who's now playing at safety, uh, yeah. not, not ranked nationally, positionally was the 110th ranked player in California, 119th ranked. I do believe that we are going to see Bryson Reeves emerge to be a really, a really, impactful player at the University of Utah. Again, some other transfer candidates we can talk about. Chris Curry, TJ Pledger, Quinton Jackson, Manir McLean. Utah's had a lot of success. So something to remember that while we can get excited about all these guys today, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're all going to pan out and that you and I are right or wrong, right? It's just a good time to be excited and celebrate. Mm -hmm. Because all we're celebrating is that potential, as you mentioned, and there's a lot of potential with this recruiting class. Yeah. Yeah. So much of recruiting is about two things. One, filling a need and and yep. two, demonstrating that you're making progress as a program. And I think that's really where Utah is, has excelled this year. You know, they're going to have their first ever top 20 class. And that is massive, massive, massive for the University of Utah. It's going to be absolutely massive, just like it's always always absolutely awesome to have you on this podcast, Brian. Appreciate you joining us, as always. So make sure you guys follow Brian at BrownBearSLC on Twitter. And Brian, thanks again for joining us for this one, because always fun to talk about some great players. Yep, we appreciate Shout Brian. out. Yeah. Shout out to me muting myself twice yeah. during the show. Uh, I thought I was going to get through it, too. Uh, appreciate you having me on, man. Uh, I, I know as football season kind of tapers off, you're you're going to have a great mix of other people coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to shout out. Started a new website, footballbreakdowns.com, yeah. nice. at FB Breakdowns on Twitter. Follow me there. There will be a lot more content coming out. Uh, football goes year-round, so there's always going to be something to read there. We're going to keep the bear out of hibernation one to two more times, talk about some Rose Bowl stuff. But then after that, make sure you guys head over and check them out at Football Breakdowns. If you guys are in the market for a second listen every day, make sure you guys check out the Locked On Sports Podcast, the biggest game of the day, the biggest takes, the biggest recaps. All the craziness is available that comes with the sports world at Locked On Sports today. Appreciate Brian once again for joining us. And thank all of you for making us your first listen every day. We'll see you tomorrow on Locked On News.